truth is, when you start this sugi, you start this parsha, you start working with kids on the street or your own kids. It starts out. It really looks like, like they're they're horrible, they're terrible, and I'm doing this so long. And we hear what you just said, and what what hundreds of parents have said. When we give the medicine, and and I think to myself, like, I, I, I don't come to their to their to their toenails. I don't come to to. I've never changed in my life. The way these the way these neshamas change, they get thrown into Gehenim. Their world is Gehenim. It's not shot, they're having a good time. They get thrown into Gehenim. They don't know anything right, left, up, down. They, they don't know anything. And then you look at them when they're nurtured, right? And we don't get confused by what we're hearing from other people. You have to do this, you have to do that. When they're nurtured and you start hearing their stories of strength, of things that they've done, I mamish think to myself, like, these are our strongest nishamas. And still today, there are people living in the dark ages, throwing them away as if they're, as if a nishama is cheap. Besides for the chelikalikami mal that, that, and what they are, besides for that, they're just wrong. They just don't know the sugya. They just don't know these kids. When they're nurtured and they're loved without pressure, because Pressure, control hurts them, and you just nurture them, and you hear their stories, the hundreds of stories, besides for the hundred plus that we have at Hashem Mitzvah, every little thing, what you just described now, I'm thinking, if I went through, I know her history. The part of the problem that I have is when I sit in a room like this, or when I come to the Kesher Nafshi Shabbaton, and I'm in a room of hundreds of people, and Baruch Hashem, the spirit is uplifting and chizuk and inspiration, but I know all your stories and I know all your hist- your kids' history and I know all your pain. And it's, 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 you know, I don't feel your pain. I feel one hundredth, one quarter of a hundredth of your pain, but I'm feeling it 400 times. So I know what's, what your history is and what your kids are putting you through, what they've gone through, and, and it's overwhelming. And then I look at what, when you give the right medicine, and they prove me right every single time. They prove me right every single time. They are heroes. And they're mamish like Hashem picks the strongest neshamas. Because forget about how they got there. But if we can't manage to change one thing in our lives since Yom Kippur, which New Year's resolution gets kept in the world? Forget about how they got there. How do they how do they go from Chil Shabbos to Shmirah Shabbos? How do they go? How do they do stuff that is stronger than any change that we will ever make on ourselves? We can't lose ten pounds. We can't manage to to, to stick to the Dafyami. And they're doing amazing things when they're able to. And when we invest into them, you'll see them. And someone's going to say, "Oh, what's the big deal? What's the yeah?" If you have a broken leg and you walk. Three steps. It's a big deal when you're mechal Shabbos and you keep Friday night one hour. It's a big deal when you try to smoke one less cigarette. Chavetz Chaim says less aver is a mitzvah, and the Eibush appreciates it. Shabbos is not a vase that it breaks, it shatters. Every minute you can keep, you can keep. There's a lot to talk about. I want to hear from you. I just want to tell you how I feel hearing this, and I'm looking at your daughter, and I know what she what she went through. And I'm thinking, for her to say in public, everything's from Hashem, 
and that what all the bad that happens to us, that that we have to we have to just accept that it's from Hashem. I know the bad that happened to her. Since the Holocaust, there isn't a human being that suffered as much as these kids. They're suffering to the point that they want to die. She wanted to die. And she can go from there and say a couple of years later, not 50 years after the Holocaust, she went, these kids are going through a personal Holocaust. They want to die. And for them to do something or say something and for her to say I, I like. I'm crying for for our from kids that will never reach that level. I'm crying for us that that you know just before someone sent me a clip. I didn't send it out yet about a boy that that said, and and, and he looks like a Puerto Rican. He looks he's tattooed and everything. Maybe I'll send the clip later. And he he was at a wedding. He was helping out the band, and somebody went over and said a few nice words to him. Tattoos and everything. And, and piercings all over, and he really looked, mamish, you know. And he said, if the, if the Nazis came now, I would die with Messias Nefesh, I would die Al-Kiddush Hashem. And I'm thinking like, and I asked myself, would I, am I, would I? I don't know, I think I would try to make a deal. I'd try to bargain with them. Would I, mamish, jump in the fire? And and he's saying it. Now, I, I, I'd like to say it, I'd like to mean it. The, the, they're, they're our best kids, and it's such. I, I manage, it's like I want to appeal to the world to, to get out of the 1985 mentality that we thought that these are bad kids, corrupt, and they're manipulators, and they're liars, and they're shkutzim, and they're mishaguim, and they're that. It's just, it's it's not like you have to be down in Kavskhilis. It's just wrong. It's just missing the boat. And you see them when you nurture them properly. And the, and the other people are doing stuff, and they're they're saying we're crazy. The marachik, the kids over Narishkaiten, the marachik them and marachik them, and we lose another generation, another generation. And what you're doing is nurturing them in. Mamish, the Balshemtiv said, the medicine is lehoiv oisam biyoser. You're doing that. They don't like that. That's their problem. You are legitimately the most lehoiv oisam biyoser. So they tell you, no, but the kid needs boundaries. Well, the Baal Shem Tev said, and you're doing that, you're achieving that, and they're not achieving that. Because once the rules, the boundaries, the consequences, and in my house, da 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 you can't do Why? Because the patient runs away from you. Because they shut down. Because walls go up. Because they're so hypersensitive. When you do what you're doing, you're revealing, you're revealing that these kids... And probably all of our kids have a koyach elyon inside of them. When it says that every Jew is a chelik elikam imam mamish, it's real. And where do you see that? On your daughter and your sons. This is where it comes out. And there's, I mamish, like, I, I'm not saying things for fluff. I mamish really believe. It's the veheshev lev avais albanim. That's what you're doing first. And you're getting in the beginning months nothing in return. Nothing. You're investing. For no reason. But the end is, And that's what Eliyahu Anavi comes to say. That's the thing. And we're seeing it now. We're seeing it real. We're seeing it. Because if not for these kids, we wouldn't be seeing this. I, I wonder, a thousand years ago, when it says that Eliyahu is going to come and he's going to say, They were probably scratching their heads and saying, what does that mean? 
What does it mean? What's, what's the problem? There's a problem? Now we see a major problem of, of parents that their hearts are cold to their children, that you're in pain over what they're doing. It costs you money. It's embarrassing. You don't understand what it is. Even when you do understand, you're in pain for their pain. You know, you have neighbors, right? Certain, some of you live in neighborhoods that your neighbors know more than you do about your kids. It's very painful. It's a real thing. It's a real pain. And we see now that we're ready for Mashiach to come because we're seeing this Pasuk make sense. That the hearts of the parents are returning to their children before anything else. For no reason. Just because you love them and you're revealing a little bit more. You give a little bit more. Another gift bomb and another swallowing and tolerance and using the Yud Russia, Like we just learned from time of Devaira. And if you really are going to look at where they're at, you'll see there's no Russia. Think about what they've been through, the Holocaust that they've been through, that their lives were ripped away from them by other people who hurt them when they were children and by pain that they did not ask for. And you are revealing this, and I'm seeing this, I can cry, I could see, we can mamish hear the footsteps of Mashiach. Because we're seeing parents like you who are going against the grain, even though the grain is changing every year more in my direction, right? But the grain is changing, but still, it's against the grain. And you're saying, I know that that these people and this group says I should throw my kid out of the house and say you can't and whatever, but I'm not going to do it. I'm just going to vehesha v'leivavayisalbanim. And we're seeing the v'leivbanim alavayisam. We're seeing the redemption. And it's not the redemption of them, it's the redemption of us. And the same way that you are Hashem also should return His heart to all of us. We are all of we are all Hashem's children. And mida keneged mida, Hashem tzulcha, Hashem follows you. You're the ones who are having the tefillah of the bermaim chaim. You're the ones who are saying, Hashem, look, if I can do it, you can do it. If I can go ahead and give to my children undeserved, unearned without any boundary and without listening to anybody because I believe that he's toiv and he's good and I can I can bond with him and I can have an NKN nafshik shura benafshay of a hundred and I can I can see past the outer layers. Right? If I can do that, Hashem, you can do it. Hashem, if we can do it, we're just humans. Hashem, you can do anything. You can bring Gula today. You can go ahead and love us. You can give to us. You can you can shower us with your love. There's nothing stopping you. Because you don't have neighbors. You don't have in-laws. You don't have parents telling you, Hashem can do it. And he's learning, so to speak, from you. Hashem tzilcha. Hashem follows you. So when I hear these stories, it's not uh, it's not just that she said this. It's all of these kids that have gone through their personal hell. And if you look at them and you track them and you appreciate every step, a kid gets hit by a car and a bicycle, every step they take, every time they could use their arm, every time they can drink, you celebrate. We should be making a kiddish every single time, we should make a lachaim, every 
little bit of growth and movement. And if, if you really look at it, by Nanta El Makaimam, look where they were. Don't say like, well, I should, I should be, I should appreciate that he that he slept through Shabbos instead of breaking it. Yeah, we have kids who are killing themselves for a day because they don't want to break Shabbos before they go off because they feel like they're going to use their phone and they kill themselves. They take drugs and they stuff so they should sleep because they don't want to break Shabbos. We have kids who are killing themselves for a day. Mesiras Nefesh, they don't want to be Mechal Yom Kippur and they know if they're up they're going to break it and, and they're, they're killing themselves, they're dead for a day. They take heavy duty stuff, tranquilizers, put them out for a day because I don't want to break it and I know that I'm going to. And even those that you see that they're breaking, you don't, we don't see how much they're fighting to be good. I've learned so much from the kids off the derech. I've learned their strength and their commitment. There's a boy that I'm very close to. And, and I would just say, if we can inject into our veins one-tenth of the pain that he has for many, many years, after one minute, you would, you would not be able to sit here. You'd be jumping and screaming. You'd be jumping and screaming the pain that he's been through. How dare we judge? It's not judge favorably. It's If you're going to judge, get it right. Yes, he's covered in tattoos. And you know, he has reasons for each one. And if you really listened to him and you really felt his pain, you would understand some of them were instead of committing suicide and it works to calm down the suicidal, because he, he, he tried seven times to commit, to kill himself, and, and, and sometimes instead he got a tattoo. He told me he got a tattoo for different reasons I don't want to share now. But you look at him and, and, and you'll write him off. you write him off. He's a guy gummer and he's tattoos and he's driving on Shabbos, he's smoking on Shabbos, yeah. But when he heard about a woman who's in a coma, a young lady who's in a coma, he was macabre to put tefillin on every day for her. That was a tremendous sacrifice for him to do something he never did. How many other people were macabre for that lady? And then there was a boy, Nebuch, with, with cancer, a young boy. He was macabre to put on tzitzis as a schus for this. He couldn't do it for himself. But for Yenem, a schus for somebody else? I told him, all, all you need is 611 more sick people and you're going to be totally tired mitzvahs. To help somebody else? I could write a book I can write an art scroll book. Like we have Reb Moshe, Reb Yaakov. There's a book I can write on our kids, on the things that they've done, that is so unbelievable, that takes such courage, that takes such strength of character. And we look at them, Nebuch, they throw them away, throw them away. It has to change. It has to change. We have to wake up and realize that things are happening to our children that are not supposed to happen. Like also came, it's not supposed to happen to our children. It's very rare that there's that this is going on without tremendous amount of pain. But regardless of how they got there, we have the tools, tried and proven, to bring every soul back with Hashem's help. No Jew will be left behind. And that's what you signed up for, to be there for them, and to be there for them, and to be there for them. And yes, many of them have demons inside of them, and they're very, 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 very sick. And we're hoping and praying for each one of them that they will make it through. But we know when we go to sleep at night that I am doing my tafkid with this neshama. And we ask Hashem, we say, Hashem, you are the third shutaf. The two shutafim here are committed. 
We know lehoi v'yisam b'yosef from the Baal Shem Tev. We are doing it. We know yinasu l'mashcham b'avayisais ahava v'loy l'tchaisam chalila. We are doing it at great expense of time, of money, of effort, of energy, of lack of sleep. It's harder than raising a hundred healthy kids. It costs more than a hundred healthy kids. And the commitment that you have, you tell Hashem, there's three shotvim, we're having a board meeting, and two out of three voted that we we want this kid alive, and we want him happy. And Yismach Lev, you'll see, Mavakshe Hashem. When they're happy, just like you said before, she couldn't look at a beard. A few years later, she's not traumatized anymore. She's loved by people with beards. She said, it doesn't hurt me anymore. We're bringing them back into the community. We're bringing them back into our homes. We're putting our arms around them and looking at the neighbors and giving them that look. Don't look at my kid. Mama bear. Don't mess with mama bear or papa bear because I will rip your head off. You don't hurt my kid. And you're doing that. And you're protecting them. It's like putting them in a cast. Right? If someone breaks their leg, they go to the doctor, best doctor in the world, he puts a cast on the leg. And you say, doctor, I don't understand. What did you do to help the leg? He says, I'm protecting it. It's going to heal on its own. I'm protecting it so it doesn't get knocked. A lot of what we're doing, until they get the help for the trauma, until they get those knives pulled out of them, you are protecting their nefesh. You're protecting their sensitivity level that nobody should look down at them. Nobody should judge them. Nobody should make them feel like they are less good than anybody. You're protecting them from those arrows that people shoot out of their eyes and they go, and they talk about them. You're protecting them. You're, you're making up for their feeling uncomfortable when they, when they go places and people want to comment. The same way that you would with a child with cancer, who feels embarrassed, they walk into a hall and they have no hair, right? And people are looking. What would you do? You'd put your arm around the kid and you'd give that look. Excuse me. Don't you look at my kid. That's what you're doing. You're putting your arm. We have so many stories of, of boys, especially girls, who went into weddings, especially Hasidic weddings and from very from weddings, who were not dressed properly. But the mother put her arm around her and walked in with her head up high and scanned the room. And those kids are alive today. And these kids are getting healthy. The one I'm thinking of in particular, davening for her. She should. She's Baruch Hashem clean now. Finally, after so such a such a battle, we hope that they'll continue and continue and continue. But you are you are mom and dad. You are protecting this neshama from harm, from the siblings, from your siblings, from the community, from anybody who is going to be so horrible to judge them. It's mamish our sin. Have done as kal ha'adam lekaf schus al tadin es chavercha ad shetagiyalim kaimai, and we have forgotten these things. We think, oh, that person I can go ahead and I can judge. That person I can go, and I'm telling you from the inside of working with parents and kids, hundreds, that it's not pshat that you should judge them favorably. Pshat is judge them correctly. Get all the information of all of their life, of everything they went through, of all of their struggles and all of their pain, and you will see. And that's the pshat in the that he says, Havedon es kal ha'adam lekav schus. Doesn't make any sense. Es kal ha'adam, what does it mean? It should say, Havedon kal adam lekav schus. Judge every person favorably. What's have they done? Es kol ha'adam. What does it mean? Says this Fasamis. Have they done es kol ha'adam? 
You shouldn't judge anybody. But if you're going to judge, judge the entire person. From when he was born, from everything she went through, from all the pain, from all of the stories, from all of their lacking that Hashem, whatever gave them, all of everything. And you'll see, you'll end up being machriya lekafschos. The Medrash tells us that we have a chiv to be machriya lekafschos. The Medrash tells us that when we see other people and we are dandan lekafschos, Hashem judges us lekafschos. It's for ourselves. Be selfish. But it's hard. It's challenging. How could I don lekafschos? This boy came to my house for a meal on Shabbos. In the middle of the meal, he never suffers from panic attacks, anxiety, social anxiety. And even though we were having a beautiful time, he said, I have to leave. He took his car keys, he went in his car and he drove. He's Shabbos afternoon driving down Ocean Parkway, Ocean Avenue, around, right? And he's smoking cigarettes and he's trying to hope to, to calm himself down, not to Khalila end up in the psych ward or dead. What would you say when you saw him? Look at this Mechal Shabbos. Look at, he was trying to stay alive. He did what he needed to do, Alpi to stay alive. But very interesting. You know what he told me afterwards? He says, here I am, Shabbos, I'm driving in my car, I'm smoking. I went, he went out to the, to the ocean, to the beach, whatever, to, to try, cause, cause he's, he's unfortunately suicidal and he wanted to calm himself down. And I'm in my car, but I'm thinking, what should I listen to? After all, it's Shabbos. So you know what he listened to? Shirei Taira. You still want to kill him? You still want to throw stones at him? You still think he's Chayav Misa? Let's leave that up for the Bezun Shalmata. The Bezun Shalmata, we have to feel their pain and realize they're all trying. They're all trying. We have to make sure that we're not a part of rejecting them. Because that's the story. That's the whole story. There's nothing else part of the story. The whole thing is acceptance or rejection. That's the whole story. That's the medicine. It's acceptance against rejection. And when you reject your kid, even in the littlest way, you have to think, why am I losing grandchildren and great-grandchildren and great-great-grandchildren and dairies? Why? For who? Who? For your neighbor? Are they going to go ahead and, and how much are they going to cry by the Leviah? Is it worth it? Like Rabbi Zohar told us, we don't care about Shechinim. We only care about Shechinah. And they're super hypersensitive, like your story, which is unbelievable. You're an amazing mom, even before TP, you were under great guidance. But it wasn't TP. And she told her daughter, on Shabbos, you don't have to park around the corner anymore, down the block, you can park in our driveway. And this is after being treated, not TP, but extremely kind, extremely loving. And she told her mother, really, it's so interesting, I always thought you cared more about the neighbors than me. So for years, for, year, for years, she's getting treated, but there's a block. You understand? She was getting treated by, by this amazing parents under great guidance of Super Das Taira, but there was a block inside of her. Because she always felt through, how many years was this? About 10 years, right? She still nicely, with respect, with respect, you respected her and she respected you, but she thought that you care more about the neighbors than her. They're so hypersensitive, that's like having the IV bag and the, the needle, and there's a blockage. It gets clipped. The medicine's not going in. 
And that's, that's really what changed. Because 20 years ago, kids would have been happy. Really? You know, you want me to just wear a yarmulke? You're not being raided for me for being Michal Shabbos? And, and I just have to have some rules and not smoke in the house? It would have been fine. But the world collapsed emotionally. On all levels. How many people our age are on medication? The world collapsed. We have an emotional holocaust. And these kids are hyper, super sensitive. So you cannot expect them not to feel pain and rejection, because they do. And the more that they feel that, they're pulling out the line. So the medicine is the bag of medicine of chemo for this horrible emotional cancer. It's not even a spiritual cancer. It's just emotional pain that they have. The bag is there. It's lehav oisam b'yoser. It's yinasu l'mashcham ba'avoysa And because of narishkeit, it's dripping and the drip is not going in the vein. And that's what we're learning, not to let anything block the lehav oisam b'yoser. There is nobody in the world, nothing in the world, that is going to allow us to not give the full chemo to these children. Interesting story that happened here in group. There's a family that their kid, when they called me, they didn't know if the kid is alive or dead. The door was locked to the room. They would go to the door to smell every few days if they smell a dead body. Hashem Yerachim. And they came here and they started Baruch Hashem. Now when I get pictures of this kid with a smile with his mom and his dad, I mean, it's been years, but it's, it's, it's just so beautiful. It's unbelievable. It's mind-boggling how far this kid has grown. They went to Reb Chaim Kanievsky. Their uncle was in Eretz Yisrael and went into Reb Chaim. And he gave the name and he asked for a bracha. Reb Chaim said, Rufua Shalema. The uncle said, Thank you, Amen, very good. But what about Yiddishkeit? Can we get a bracha he should become from? Reb Chaim looked at him and said, This is Chayla Nefesh. You're dealing with emotional, psychiatric, psychological sickness. He didn't even agree to say, oh, and also he should be from. Because they're from. They're as from as you and me. People in the hospital are from. People who have cancer in the hospital are from. People who have heart attacks are from. Go to NYU hospital, go to Maimonides hospital. Hundreds of people didn't put on tefillin. They're not from. They're from. They're just in pain and they're sick and they can't. They can't. And Reb Chaim and his tremendous vision saw this person who was not religious at all, not acting from at all, who we would call off the derech, and he saw an neshama that's completely from, to the point that he wouldn't give a bracha. He said, "Das is nefesh, nefesh, That's what we're dealing with. There's no Yiddishkeit problem. I've never found a kid with a Yiddishkeit problem. And I don't care what they say. What they say doesn't matter. The doctor doesn't look at what people say. You could say, I feel pain here. He could realize that it's because down here you're in the others. Don't listen to what they say. We know what it means. I'm an atheist. I don't believe in God. I know what that means. That means that I cannot believe that there's a God. Because if if there's a God, how did he let me get what happened to me when I was a little kid and I prayed to him so many times and he didn't answer. Those are atheists. When they when they're fighting with us, we we know we have data. We don't listen to. I, we have to know. We have to know what this what the, what it means when the patient says "ow ow ow." You have to know where to look. We have X rays. You have you have MRI. We have technology. We have experience. We have Baruch Hashem Bliyayin Har in this group over thirty. I think it's closer to forty 
who were sworn brilliant atheists who today are not atheists anymore. And that's without any Rav teaching them. That's without arguing with them. That's the worst thing you can do. That's without a word. They're no longer atheists. And here's the big Chiddush. And if you're not in this business, that's why the world doesn't understand it. If you're not in this, they don't have data. Listen to this. Not one of them got one answer to any of their questions. They are not atheists because they have questions. The question is not a question, it's a teretz. They're atheists because they're in pain. They're Mechal Shabbos because they're in pain. They're eating on Yom Kippur because they're in pain and they feel rejected and they're broken. And when you can heal their nefesh with TP, one after another, stitch by stitch, bomb by bomb, gift by gift, using the five love languages, getting through to your kid, creating a safe haven where they feel safe at home and nobody's attacking you and nobody's going, <gasps> and nobody's looking at you and you're fine. Whether your hair is purple or blue or multicolored, we will, we will do it with you. We will pay for it. We will multicolor your hair. We will pierce you up. Look at our kids five years later. How many of them still have piercings? Very, very few. They come in, they go out. Tattoos, unfortunately, is a different sugya. I've spoken about it. It's more permanent. But those tattoos are from pain. Those tattoos are like the tattoos. And people don't understand this. They don't understand this. They don't understand it in the world. They don't get it. Because we look at it and we say a tattoo. Our grandparents got tattooed by Hitler. And you're getting tattooed. This Hitler is worse because this Hitler causes you to tattoo yourself. They're in so much pain. Stachini Rebbe said this clearly. He said that the Divrei Yoel said, he said that when you see someone with a tattoo on them, a number, you could ask them for a bracha. And he said, even Mechal Shabbos, whether they're from or not from, you could ask them for a bracha. And Stachini Rebbe Reblazer said, the same thing is for these kids with the tattoos on them. You should ask them for a bracha. Them and the parents who are suffering with them. Because since the Holocaust, nobody has suffered as much as these kids. It's all pain. And anybody who doesn't understand and grasp that is just missing the boat and lack of knowledge. And that's why they're doing chinuch on them, and that's why they're telling you they need structure, and they need rules, and they must have boundaries, and they need you to have give them boundaries. It's missing the boat. Someone with cancer doesn't need boundaries. They don't need parenting. They need parents. And that's what you're doing. This is Avi Fischoff from Twisted Parenting. To be added to my broadcast, please send a WhatsApp request to 718-902-6666.